welcome back generation xyz welcome to the ecclesia where we are the new testament church where we believe we give believers the right to speak their minds and influence non-believers over the gospel and kingdom of god i'm here with minister d i'm here the voice of generation xyz shane sorrells and today we cannot wait to get into our topic about forgiveness but just give god a little praise right now hallelujah hallelujah it is so fantastic to be back in the presence of god's kingdom believers tonight i am excited about this topic of forgiveness because it is one that is near and dear to my heart so tonight i am feeling like i just want to testify i just want to testify um let us begin with a word of prayer gracious god eternal father lord we thank you for this day we thank you for who you are and what you've done for us we thank you most of all god for your roadmap the one that guides us into peace into glory and into our purpose through forgiveness and everything else you want us to have so it's in jesus name tonight that we want to go forth have the opportunity to expound on your word and what it means to forgive and how significant that is for our purpose tonight oh god so we give you thanks in all these things we thank you for the believers that are on the line we thank you for all the homes represented and we lift it up covering with the saturation of the blood of jesus in your name we pray amen hey man in generation xyz we'll get right into it tonight you 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 got some you you got some today <laughs> oh she was looking at me she was looking at me like she she wanted to go first so i'll start off in matthew chapter 6 verse 14 and 15 it says for if you forgive others their trespasses your heavenly father will also forgive you but if you do not forgive others of their trespasses neither will your father forgive your trespasses so generation xyz as we kick off the forgiveness topic as we dive into this we got a multitude of subjects that we go talk about today minister d what is forgiveness forgiveness is letting go letting go of that trespass that your brother or sister did against you in order so in order to move on so laying aside the weight that passage that says lay aside the weight and the sin we don't want to be hindered by even those things that have happened to us without you know us doing anything in the wrong we don't want to be hindered by what someone else did so that's what forgiveness is to me it is letting go forgetting the past and pressing toward the future let me get a little deep with it and you know i think of forgiveness as one of the tools in our toolbox that god has you has given us and blessed us with here on this earth to really control our free will to control our decisions that we make because i feel like 
as many times as as we've all been forgiven, as many times as we've caught a break, we could always give somebody else that same break that we've once gotten. So I think of it kind of as a tool, kind of, you know, something that we got from the Lord that just allows us to, you know, uh, still be good people in the midst of storm. You know, let's just call it what it is. In the midst of some BS going on, you can always still choose to let go of it and release it. So I feel like it's a wonderful blessing that the Lord has given us. And you know, Shane, when you talk about uh, releasing and God giving us a tool to grow, I think about being in the gym and lifting weights. Like that one time when I I agreed to let you train me <laughs> and one you had time. me lifting the weights. I know, I know, I'm going to get back to it. But I was lifting those weights a little bit heavier than I thought I could bear, but I did it. And when I did it, I felt so accomplished. Not only that, the passage that you just read from, it just reminded me that God gives us an opportunity to grow and expand as people, and not only people, but kingdom-minded people, so that when we do rise to the challenge, when, when we do push, that extra weight, it is allowing us to grow and become stronger, stronger in him, stronger in our purpose. Amen. Amen. So next question, just going into a little bit more of that same thing. What is, who is forgiveness really for? Is it for us or is it for the other person? You know, as difficult as it is to forgive, and it always it's always a challenge. It's always difficult. There is, um, it's a process. Sometimes it may take you a day. Sometimes it may take you a year. Sometimes it may take 10 years. Sometimes it may take a lifetime, depending on what the fault was and where you are in God. But I will say this, that forgiveness is always, always, always in order. What was your question again? You went all off topic. I said, <laughs> who is it for? Oh, forgiveness <laughs> is for forgiveness. Forgiveness is more for you than it is the other person because it allows you to not only grow, but to get ready to walk in your purpose. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Minister D. <laughs> uh, but yeah, forgiveness is a double-edged sword because a lot of the times your forgiveness would show the glory of God to that other person just by you letting go of the situation. So I think it's important for us to realize that while God is using us and while he might be, you know, using us as an example, so to speak, in a situation, we might be the one being ridiculed, persecuted, hated on, being being um, talked about, laughed at. And it's, excuse me, it's always our job to go back and forgive those people and forgive ourselves, you know, stuff of that nature and it's really one of those things where people will get saved by just you um by just what god is doing through you so if you could let that situation go easily sometimes that's all they need to see about just how good god is i see you got a scripture right quick i want you to read that for them oh my gosh when you were talking it reminded me of the scripture hebrews 4 and 12 for the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword piercing, even to the dividing asunder of the soul and spirit 
and of the joints and marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. Um, that scripture leads into just being believers. When we're believers and we uh, have been close and uh, conversations have gone forth or things and because we're still walking this thing out, because we're still living out Hebrews 4 and 12, sometimes we will we will uh, hurt, we will uh, do something to our brother and sister in Christ that is less than favorable in the eyes of God and even ourselves. At that moment, we've got to recognize that there's something to get and something to give. So, you know, the word is cutting both ways. It cuts going in and it cuts going out. So in this season, when people hurt us or when they miss the mark, we've got to stay in the word because the word is God. We've got to keep our eyes stayed on him, not the person who is in their transgression. So I don't know if that makes sense, but We've got to keep our eyes stayed on God, stayed in the word, no matter what. Because as individuals on this walk, on this journey, when we're running, we've got to know that sometimes our brother is going to make a mistake. They're going to slip. And when they slip, that slip might hurt us. But what do we do? We look to God as our example. So that that is the perfect segue just into the next question. How do we as believers forgive other believers? Because a lot of the time I think we go into churches and we go into places where we meet believers, we meet people that share the faith with us and we're so excited and we're on fire and we have these high, high, high expectations for them and we end up being let down not even by their faults, but just by our own faults projecting on what we think the church or what we think a believer or what we think a Christian should be. So a lot of the times, you know, we'll think believers are supposed to, you know, go about it differently. We're thinking, oh, well, this they won't do me like that. People are people and everybody is learning a different lesson at a different time it's just because you might be in a certain place doesn't also mean that church that believer that body of christ might be in the same place so leading into that Mr. D, how you feel about that um i concur before we came on i was reading ephesians 4 and ephesians 4 is a little bit lengthy so i want to encourage you to read ephesians chapter 4 in the new testament when we get off tonight, or even as we're going forth, it talks about that very thing. Um, there's a purpose for everything, even us being hurt, even us being hurt by our brothers and sisters in the kingdom. What is our posture to be? We've got to keep our mind, first of all, stayed on Jesus, stayed on the Lord and his representation, um, because he did give us an example for everything and it's in the word it's not based on people so we've got to take our expectation off of people and always know that god gave jesus gave his life on the cross for all of us 
We're all going to falter. We're all going to stumble in this race. But he made it so that we would not be utterly cast down. We will not fall. We may stumble, but we're not going to fall. And I think it's important for us, especially when we're, uh, when we're looking at churches. We talked about it last week. What should you be looking for? Well, everything's in the Word. So when you go into a place of fellowship, looking for a home, looking for all the things that your heart desires, I think you have to be prepared. That's what the Word said. It said, go prepared. And don't go empty. Go, don't go empty-handed. Go with something to take with you. So when you're going with that something in your hand to give that you brought, whether it be worship, whether it be praise, whether it be a word, whether it be your gifts, your talents, whether it be your treasures, when you go with that, go with the expectation that you're going there to receive and to give, but mostly to give. The word of God says it's better to give than it is to receive. And when you do come across those people that may be hurting, that may be wounded, that may be uh, lashing out, have the posture of love on you. Be prepared spiritually not to allow those people to get inside of you. Because the word says what? That it's about what comes out of you, not what goes in. And Luke 6, 6 and 37 says, judge not and you will not be judged. Condemn not and you will not be condemned. Forgive and you will be forgiven. Believers, it starts with us. And we are some of the most judgmental, some of the most condemning, some of the most <laughs> least forgiving people there are in the world. And we are supposed to be the light of the world. So we got to understand that going into it, we can't have our heart on our sleeve. Because the church isn't supposed to do what Jesus Christ was meant to do. What he's already what, doing. Yeah, what he's already <laughs> doing with you. Hallelujah. And a lot of people think that the church is supposed to fulfill them, fulfill their walk, fulfill their beliefs. No, 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 no. The church is an avenue to do that. The church is a vehicle to get there. The church is a helpful tool, another tool that God has blessed us with to get us to get the message. But a lot of the time we're missing the message be because we're so caught up and we're people. we're caught up in people and other distractions in these places, in these around these people, around these bodies of Christ. So we, when we get in ministry, we're so busy, worried about what's going on, but we're not worried about the bigger picture. So even today with churches, that's why I can't really, you know, hate on anybody's church or their ministry too, too much because. We all have something we got to work on. We all got something we got to get better at. And it all starts from within. So that leads me into the next question. How do we forgive the church if we've been church hurt? It's real because a lot of people, they've been ran out of churches. They've been talked about out of churches. And people, they, they're scared to go back to church. So, you know, Minister D, how do we fix that? How do we change that? You have to look at it from the perspective of personal growth. Um, it hurts when you're going through it, but a lot of times 
God will allow certain things to happen for your better. And that leads to the passage that I had tonight. I only had one, and that was Romans uh, 8 and 28. Romans 8 and 28, and we know that all things work for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. I have been church hurt more than once, more than twice. I have been abused. I have been rejected. I have been molested as a child. And because God, I knew that God was always with me, I took the posture that I wanted. I didn't want to lose my ability to love. And when I gave that over to him, he did the rest. And because he did the rest, I'm here today. All I can tell you is God sits high and he looks low. He allows some things for your experience so that you can go forth. People tell me all the time that I'm powerful. I'm this, I'm that. No. Generation X, you know what I'm talking about when I say I'm experienced. <laughs> I haven't just read it. I didn't research it. I love my generation Y and Z. I love to listen to them preach and bring the word. Because can I tell you my children are what I call powerful? I'm not powerful. I'm experienced. I got the scars. I've got the incisions, I've got the bruises, but the Lord has been good and he's been faithful. I would not trade my journey for where I am today. See, it's all about purpose. God doesn't allow us to go through church hurt and this hurt and that hurt for nothing. He allows us to do it because he needs us to have the experience to be his representative and his change agents in the world. You can't talk about something that you've never experienced. That's why I don't preach on things that I have not experienced. The Holy Spirit told me a long time ago, don't preach about anything that you don't know anything about. You can read it, but until you felt it for yourself, you really can't, you can't speak on it. So that's why we go through a lot of things. And sometimes we go through church hurt because that's not our resting place. It's a place for us to build experience, to find out what our calling and our purpose is and what our lane is. And if we stay in that church, we're not going to be in our lane. We're not going to be where God called us to be. And for most of us, or me, I wouldn't have moved a lot of those times if God hadn't pushed me out. So that's my interpretation of what God has given to me. He knows what it takes to get you to the next level. He knows what it takes to get you to step out on faith. And so that's what I consider uh, God to be doing in most of those instances when we are quote-unquote, church hurt. 
yes, you'll be hurt, but greater for later. Later, you'll be able to share that testimony. And that testimony will be more powerful because you got some experience behind it. Amen. And since you took the standpoint of Generation X, I'll take it from Z. Um, (laughs) Generation Z, we cannot let Generation X, Generation Y stop us from getting the message. I've I've talked to kids. I've talked to kids my age or ad- young adults my age who've told me, yeah, they told me they don't like the way I dress when I come to church. I hear my grandma, 82 years old, <laughs> in the room, talk, oh, them boys were sagging in church. And you know what I tell them? I'm like, Granny, they're in church at least. So a lot of the time, Generation XYZ, we don't understand why we're being ridiculed, why we're being picked on at the moment. But we got to learn how to forgive it because where the Lord is taking the kingdom now, it's not going to matter if you have tattoos. It's really not even going to matter what clothes you got on. It's not going to matter about anything external. It's going to be about everything within you. So Generation XYZ, we can't allow external forces such as things that whoever ain't God and Jesus to stop (laughs) us from getting to where we're going. I see so many kids today in 2022. They're so easily influenced. They're so easily rocked and so easily just put down and lost in the faith by just one or two instances. And we got to be persistent about this thing because the devil is persistent. The devil is not going to stop his tricks. The devil is not going to lay up on us because we're hurting for a couple days. You know what I'm saying? So Generation XYZ, we must keep the same fire for the Lord. We can't allow anything or anybody to burn that out. So as we get ready to close Generation XYZ, as we talked about all of the different types of self-forgiveness, we talked about church hurt, we talked about, we came from, you know, Luke, we came from Ecclesiastics. Minister, D, close us out right quick. What you got to say about forgiveness? What I've got to say about forgiveness is, know this, God said that vengeance is his. He shall repay. And when you are kind to the person that hurts you, the Bible says it's like heaping hot coals on your head. So do it God's way. Trust and believe that he knows all, he sees all, and because he's sovereign, he's going to address all. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. In Generation XYZ, we got to stop holding so much in. We got to get light. We got to get light in 2022. You want to know why we got to get lighter? Because we're going higher. And we can't go higher with baggage. We can't go higher with burdens. We can't go higher with last year's troubles, last year's disputes, last year's beefs. We're going higher. How is God supposed to elevate you? How is he supposed to take you to the next level if you can't forget about the pain, forget about the hurt? You add, you add it to the fire and you keep on burning. But you don't let it put your flame out, Generation X, Y, Z. And over here, we, we, 
we're on fire for the Lord. We're, the kingdom of God is on fire right now. It might look like we're quiet. It might look like we're starting off small. It might look like a lot of things, but oh, do not be deceived. Because God is doing a new thing. So Generation XYZ, your heart has to be right. It don't matter about who wronged you. It don't matter who talked about you, who hurt you. We going higher. You heard Minister D say she done been through the ringer from a little girl. But I'm better, not bitter. I'm better. Better, <laughs> not bitter. We might name it that. Yeah. Amen. Because Generation <laughs> XYZ, that's where we're going with this thing. If you can't see the better through the bitterness. See, that's what Michael Todd was saying, less more or less. You know, sometimes it's got to get a little nasty where God is taking you. You, you got to go through it, Generation XYZ. You got to get talked about. You got to get laughed at. You got to get ridiculed. But I guarantee where you're going gets better than being bitter. Hallelujah. I guarantee that you'll have something, Generation XYZ, to hang your hat on. So if you want to come be a part of the team, if you want to come be a part of the greatest comeback to ever be seen, if you want to be a part of the kingdom that never stops reigning, if you want to go higher this year, if you want to be lighter this year, Generation XYZ, repeat after me. Dear Lord Jesus, I know I have sinned and I can't save myself. Today, I accept you as my personal Lord and Savior. Come into my heart. Make me a new creation. Devil, get out of my life. I serve you no longer. Jesus, it's in your name I do pray. Amen. If you just repeated those words, Generation XYZ, not only are you a part of the kingdom now, not only do you have the promise of eternal life, not only are you blessed, but you're a part of the ecclesia, Generation XYZ. So I thank you all for joining us. It's been fun. Honor to God. From the voice of Generation XYZ, from Minister D, we thank you all for joining us. We will see you Sunday, Generation XYZ. Thank you. Good night.